Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Everything Ema podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Joe Tillery. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to talk some Kansas State hoops today. I know there's a lot happening with the football team. I know we're in the middle of the offseason, but today is a hoops day. Talking about Cam Carter, talking about Arthur Kaluma, Tyler Perry, Kansas State starting off 2-0 in Big 12 Conference play and solidifying themselves as the only team in the Big 12 Conference with both an undefeated men's and women's team in Big 12 Conference play. Now, usually when I host these podcasts, I want to run you through and talk to you about a couple of thoughts surrounding each game, each different thing. I know we're not, you know, we're not that far into the season, but I try to do a little bit of recap for you guys. Watching that West Virginia game, which K-State comfortably won, there was one takeaway I had. It all revolved around one guy. His name is Cam Carter. We're going to talk about Cam at length today and the unique opportunity he has at Kansas State to become one of the greatest Wildcats of all time. Is it too much pressure? I'm not sure. I feel like the kid is ready for the moment. And I think there's a lot we'll discuss in today's episode to support that. But before I do get into it, let me remind you guys, if you like Kansas State Athletics, if you like the show, be sure and leave a five-star rating review on the pod for us. It helps us out immensely. It helps our algorithm get out there and affect more college football fans and more K-State fans just like you. If you have 30 seconds, be sure and take that out of your time. Go ahead and consider leaving that five-star rating review. If you want something further, send a screenshot of that over to Pete Mundo. That's Pete, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Send it his way. We'll send you back a Heartland College Sports koozie to rock for the rest of the year. It will be beautiful, and it will keep your beers ice cold, my friends. But let me tell you this. So I was having this conversation with my girlfriend the other day. We started talking about last year's K-State team. We were watching the recent game, and I was kind of talking about some of the great things happening in Manhattan, and we started talking about last year's Elite Eight run, some of the things last year in Coach Tank's first year, and we got to the topic of Marquise and Keontae. And I mean, you know, as I'm saying this, I have the Keontae shirt on, but it's painfully obvious that those dudes became like Manhattan icons. They became the next wave of NBA athletes to leave Kansas State basketball and truly go on and have careers. I mean, I know they're not at the big, the big show yet, but both are studs in the NBA G League, both Marquise and Keontae top 10 in voting right now. I think it's the G League up next game or next up game. I apologize if I'm messing that up, but be sure and go vote as well while we're on the topic. Marquise and Keontae quickly became dudes that are fan favorites. It will be loved forever as K-State basketball icons. And I think that watching them leave was really hard for a lot of people. You know, you started to see like, oh, this is a different team. And I'm not saying it's negative, but you know, you get brand new face. You get Arthur Kaluma, you get Tyler Perry, you get Will McNair. You have a bunch of different guys that weren't here last year. And it's a whole different team. I know for some people that change can be really hard, but that's the way we live. That's the way that the transfer portal has changed college, college sports as a whole. While watching Cam Carter, I, I quickly realized like this dude is legit one of my favorite Wildcats of all time. There is something to be said for the massive improvement that Cam showed, and maybe it's also par- also partially just him getting a bigger opportunity without Keontae and Keese there, and I'm not saying they did a bad thing, but it's just that fact if Cam wasn't asked to be the scorer that he is today. Cam Carter's massive jump in production, like goes from six point something, I think it's 6.5 points per game, you know, two assists per game, three rebounds per game. Now he's in the 16, four and three spot right now, maybe 16, five and three at the moment, averaging NBA like numbers. Like I quickly realized not only how much it meant to me to have like, all right, Cam immediately accepted the challenge, understood like, Hey, this is going to be part of my responsibility is taking that role of, Hey, I got to be the dude here. I'm not saying that art won't help out or Tyler Perry won't help out or, you know, at the time we knew Quan was there, we knew uh, Quez Glover was coming in. You had a little bit of that like, okay, Cam, we need you to be a scorer. That's what Jerome Tank said. Cam didn't shy away from the task. He didn't shy away from the challenge. The guy goes after it and like quickly puts on a clinic to say like, dude, I'm an NBA player. I am really, really good at basketball. I don't know if it's a general way to say it, but you watch Cam on a nightly basis in transition, attack the paint. I was listening to Wyatt call the game of the day, you know, and granted we were out of town, so I had to tune in on the app, but... You know, you hear, all right, loose ball, Carter in transition, layup good. You just know every time, like Cam's attacking 
in transition. And that's the way Kansas State's offense is running right now. Like the team understands, hey, we got to get out and run. We got to be physical, compete, but we got to get out and run. Cam Carter has shown an elite ability to finish around the rim, to do everything that you need him to as a scorer, while not sacrificing anything on the defensive end. Like, you saw the change. Like, first half, Raekwon Battle goes up, has 18 points. Granted, I know that West Virginia was kind of kicking their legs out and getting away with some three-point fouls, but you see 18 points in the first half from a score, you're like, well, shoot, boys, we got to lock it up. We're in, a, we're in a tight spot. Cam Carter, Dorian Finister, Data Hames had some good defensive possessions as well. Go after him. Lock him down. He scores three in the second half. That is a massive thing. Like, there's something I understand watching Cam Carter of, like, that dude is what it means to be a Kansas State basketball player. Every bit, like... And I'm not saying that you can't just transfer and be that guy, but like Cam accepted his task. He accepted his release, accepted the responsibility of like, hey, I need to score the basketball. I have to take that upon myself to do what the team's asking for me. And you see him reaping the benefits of that. I mean, Cam absolutely deserves his flowers, deserves every bit of NBA respect that he's going to get in the next year or two. And I'm not just saying all this to say like, okay, well, Cam at the end of the year is going to the NBA for sure, or he's not going to the NBA for sure. I don't know what's going to happen, to be honest. Cam is a dude that has the ability, the size, and the mentality to go to the next level. When you look around Kansas State Athletics right now, starting with a football team, you look at Cooper Beebe, Hall of Fame type player. Some even, you know, a Mount Rushmore type player at Kansas State for football. You look at Aoka Lee for the women's basketball team, Mount Rushmore type player for the women's basketball team. They are helping out in carrying the flag of like Kansas State greats. And you start thinking about, well, the football team is representative. The women's basketball team is representative. And immediately my mind goes to Cam Carter. Because I think with Cam, like, he has the ability to rewrite some of the history books at K-State. I know that he's already been such a special player, but, like, I want you to consider this. And I know that there's going to be an answer that I'm totally forgetting or somebody I'm forgetting, but when have we seen a junior be as prolific with the basketball on both sides of the floor as Cam Carter? Like, I know you had Keese as a junior, but at that point you're operating with Bruce Weber. Not saying Bruce was awful, but, you know, he's not Jerome Tang. When have we had a guy this young that's not only stayed in the program, worked through processes, and become this much of a talented player? Like, Cam Carter's a first-team All-Big 12 player right now. I mean, John Rothstein writes about it every night. Like, the Cam Carter effect is real. You look around college basketball, and I know it's kind of painful for some K-State fans to be like, ah, Ish is at Georgetown, you know, Quan's at Memphis. You have different guys going different places. Keontae and Keese are both in the league. Desi Sills playing overseas, I believe. There's a lot of dudes moving on, on the run that are doing different things. The thing that I continue to see... And I'm sure that to an extent, it's also the player themselves, like being that type of guy with the right mentality. But I cannot get over the fact that Jerome Tang has helped these guys become the best players they are consistently. Like, look at Ish Masood real quick at Georgetown. Started off with an injury. I think it was a thumb injury, a wrist injury, something with Ish. But you knew he was one of the best shooters in the country. Ish couldn't get the playtime in case. He was in that 22-minute category, 18 to 22 minutes. I'm sure the conversation was similar of like Ish going into your senior year. It's going to be that 15 to 20-minute rotation. It's like, dude, I want to start. I've worked my tail off. I, I got to go somewhere that I can start. And not in a negative way. You know, there's no love lost by any means. He's still a fan favorite among K-State fans. But Ish goes to Georgetown, and he's you know he's averaging like 15 points. Dude's balling out. Hitting threes from everyone on the court, getting to the cup, doing his thing, rebounding, defending effectively. And you see like, okay, Ish worked his tail off in the summer, worked his tail with the program. All last year with K-State, there's something in that locker room. There's something along the coaching staff, among the players, that these dudes understand the task and by the time you see him next year, like, they're drastically different players. Cam Carter goes from, you know, what I would define as a role player. You know, obviously his role wasn't to be the lead scorer for the team or be in attack mode or do whatever, but he had to defend, he had to rebound, you know, hold down his front, know his role, understand his job. Cam Carter's role changes to, we need you to score the basketball, Cam. 
And Cam goes out there, and he's one of the best scorers in the Big 12. Fifth right now in the league in scoring, and that can change pretty easily with a lot of the dudes at the top. I keep looking at Cam Carter and thinking, like, man, this is a special basketball player. This is a dude that K-State fans should not take for granted as, like, ah, man, Cam was pretty good. And then watch him leave for the NBA when when his time comes, whether it be at the end of junior year or the end of senior year. I pray we get him back for senior year because you want him to be. I mean, Cam comes back, and he's like a top five odds on favorite for the Wooden Award. Like, that's the type of player this dude goes. And I'm not saying he can't leave, he shouldn't do whatever. I'm not saying I know anything really about anything. Just as a fan watching Cam Carter grow, I cannot wait to see these guys continue to grow. Cam Carter, in my mind, and maybe I'm jumping the gun, maybe I'm putting some unnecessary stress on the kid, but has the ability to be, you know, a jersey up in the rafters at Kansas State. He does. I really, truly believe that. You know, Cam Carter goes out there and he's effectively defending him. He's one of the top stealers in the Big 12 right now, effectively scoring. He can shoot the basketball and do whatever you need him to do. You do that for two seasons, and next year, I mean, if Cam comes back, off the top of the head, guy's averaging 27-5. and You know what I mean? Like, I know that's kind of just a huge number, but those are wooden award-winning numbers. Those are first-team All-American-level numbers. You see that over a career for a guy who understands, like, hey, I'm here to work. I wasn't just gifted a starting spot and then left out there for 32 games. I had to work into this role. Cam continues to develop and show us why it is so important to find the right guys through your program. There's something special in Manhattan. That, that hasn't been there before. It hasn't been there before. We've had players come through and have been really special. I mean, Barry Brown worked his tail off. Dean Wade worked his tail off. Cam Stokes, that whole squad, you know, Xavier Sneed, they all came to K-State as under-ranked or under-recruited guys and then worked into this spot where they're some of the best players in the Big 12 Conference. Cam Carter and this team, like, Cam has the ability to work beyond just being the best player in the Big 12. He has the ability to be a Wooden Award winner, be a first-round NBA draft pick, be whatever XYZ thing. And I'm so thankful that we get the opportunity to watch him play. I know some people might be kind of thinking like, Joe, you're kind of jumping the gun on this. Every time I watch this kid play, it reminds you of like, hey, Kansas State is special. This is a dude that cares about case. I mean, Cowboy Cam takes the role of Cowboy Keontae from the year before. Like, there's so many full circle moments that continue to show like, hey, there's real love. There's real maturity. There's real, you know, pride in the locker. And there's stuff that's in there that like isn't ever going away. Doesn't matter what new faces come and go, whether that be years after Keontae and Keys are gone, years after Cam Carter and the rest, the rest of the guys are gone, years after everybody's gone, like, as long as Rome Tang and this coaching staff are here, like, you see the love and the trust and the faith they have in their players. And I know that people want to get pissed off and bent out of shape. It's like, well, we struggled with Central Arkansas. We struggled with, uh, I don't even remember who we played at this point, to be honest. But you also beat teams like Villanova, LSU. You get close against USC as well as Miami. You had that rally back. Like, it is so encouraging to me to see what the future of this team holds as well as Cam Carter. Appreciate the kid while he's here because he's a special, special athlete, man. I cannot wait to continue to watch him grow. I also want to say, because while I'm on the topic, I'm kind of just rambling, I'm also so pissed off that there's not a Charlie Hustle shirt about Cam Carter yet. And I know that their business model is probably like, oh, well, we have to even it out among teams. Like, you know, you look across K-State, KU, Mizzou. I'm pretty sure they do Mizzou as well. You know, for K-State, you've got the Arthur Kaluma, King Hart shirt. You've got the Big Shot Tyler Perry shirt. And I think KU has, like, I know they have one for Hunter Dickinson. I'm sure they have one for McCuller. I'm sure that's probably the case. So they don't want to add a third shirt without having to add a third one for, for KU. I'm sure that's part of it. And then Missouri, obviously, has football with Brady Cook. No idea what's happening on the basketball court, really, for Missouri. DM'd him about it and everything. So if this happens, your boy was a part of the the part of the, the movement to get a Cam Carter shirt. I did say specifically it has to be Lavender. Lavender or bust. Got to be Lavender. That is so sick. Cam Carter's a special player. And I just want everybody to take a breath, look around, and understand that as he continues to play. Like, don't look past this kid. Don't look past and be like, well... You know, K-State, like, if we end up, you know, say, in theory, make the NCAA tournament, don't make the delete it, or we do, whatever happens, don't look at this as like, ah, dang, we didn't live it up to it. 
understand how talented of a dude we have coming through and how exciting the future is for Camp Carter for the rest of this team. Like, I'm, I know I'm biased. I'll just say it. I know I'm biased. I love the dude. I think he's a great player. One of my favorite guys to watch out there, but he does absolutely have a chance to see number five up there in the rafters. 100%. And I, know, I don't know whether that's a win a national championship thing, help change the culture, do this, do this. Whatever happens, Cam Carter is putting himself into that category. Cooper Beebe did it by working his tail off, staying here for multiple years. Aoka Lee did it by being one of the most unstoppable forces in women's college basketball history, scoring 63 NCAA record. Cam Carter is going to continue to step into that light. Sue me if I'm wrong. Call me crazy if you will. But that's the way I feel, man. I really think that Cam Carter is a special athlete and has an ability to do some of these incredible things we've seen over the last couple of years that, you know, it doesn't feel like it happens overnight, but somehow, some way, it kind of does. You know, Cooper Beebe goes from this under-recruited kid in Kansas City to one of the best offensive linemen in football. Going to be a first-round NFL draft pick because he worked his tail off and he stayed at K-State. In an era of how the transfer portal affects these players, like, Cam Carter is an exact shining moment of, like, what can happen when you stay at a program and work? And I know that Cam really wasn't, like, a target of the transfer portal. Like, like people weren't, not saying that they weren't actively looking for Cam Carter into the portal, but, like, he did start 32 games last season for K-State. He's not really a guy where it's like, ah, oh, I didn't get enough minutes, I didn't get enough time, but to understand what a coaching staff is going to invest in a player and then actively show up for that, that's the exciting part. That's what gets me so excited about Cam's future. So I don't know if he's going to go to the NBA or not next year. I mean, it could he's going to be an NBA player at some point. Will it be the end of junior year or the end of senior year? I'm not sure, but it's just been on my mind and I wanted to talk about it in today's podcast. So that was kind of my thoughts on that. Let me talk to you specifically about the team. I'll get off the Cam Carter stuff for a minute. Let's look at the Big 12 Conference. Because every season I watch Big 12 basketball and I look at it and I'm like, well, man, it's the best basketball conference in America. It's going to have some great teams and blah, blah, blah. Teams are going to win when they're not supposed to. Teams are going to do this. Last night, already it already happened. It's crazy to see. There are currently three teams that are undefeated in the Big 12 conference, and it's the Texas Tech Red Raiders, the Baylor Bears, and the Kansas State Wildcats. All three coached by Scott Drew and his two, uh, uh, you know, I, I should say disciples, so to speak. I don't know how to describe it, but you look at the Big 12 conference K-State goes out and beats UCF by 24 points to open up Big 12 play. UCF then bounces back by beating number three Kansas by five. It's ridiculous to see, and I'm so excited that it happens because it fully hammers the point that anybody can win in the Big 12 Conference. Anybody can win any single game. Anybody can win at any night. It doesn't matter if you're first in the league or last in the league. I mean, Cincinnati is a late bucket away from beating Texas. And I know Texas is drastically overhyped, but you see Houston fall to Iowa State, they're unranked. That spread was two and a half. What's even crazier, like, you look at UCFKU, it's a six and a half point spread, seven and a half point spread. Then you look at TCU beating Oklahoma. They were the favorites in that game, even though Oklahoma's ninth ranked in the country. The Big 12 Conference defies logic. It is so incredible to watch on every single night. Like, it's so exciting. But specifically for Kansas State, I mean... I know that these two games on the schedule are ones that you have to take. Like, you can't drop a game to UCF, you can't drop a game to West Virginia. If you want to be in the race, if you want to be that team, can't lose those games. Because K-State, the way we all look at the season, you don't have Naquan Tomlin, he's with Memphis. You don't have Quez Glover, he won't be back from injury. There's no one really coming to save you at this point. This team needs to figure it out. If you drop a game to UCF or again to West Virginia, you're risking out on one of your 9 or 10 wins you need to get to the NCAA tournament. And I know UCF and West Virginia might not be top 100 teams in Ken Palm or top 80 teams in Ken Palm. I'm not exactly sure. I know they're not super high, but then you look at UCF and they beat KU. KU will be fine. They'll be a tournament team. They'll probably be a one seed by the year's end, but it's crazy to see who all can win on any given night. That's the, that's the possibility that K-State has. You have to keep winning games every single time. 
And I know this weekend's game is not going to be easy. You're taking on undefeated Texas Tech in Lubbock against Grant McCaslin. Coach Tang's had a lot of success against former Coach Drew associates and former guys with Baylor. He's had a lot of success. I mean, Scott Drew's never beaten the guy, which is incredible to think about. You know, he beats Paul Mills at Wichita State. He's beaten a couple other guys in that same category. Grant McCaslin, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Tyler Perry matching up against his former coach. Jerome Tang matching up against one of his former roommates back at Baylor. Like, it's really exciting to see, but Kansas State needs to keep stacking wins. Because every single night, someone's going to lose that's not supposed to. Someone's going to win that's not supposed to. Everything's going to change. But you look at the schedule, like, we had a fortuitous start. We had UCF and West Virginia. And I say that lightly because UCF does turn around and beat the third-ranked team in the country. So whether we just got them at a good time or K-State's home field advantage is incredible, likely both, I will say. UCF's a better team than that leads on. That win might improve. West Virginia, I know that they're not the best team. They're probably going to be the 14th-ranked team in the league, but it is still a win on the road in the Big 12. That is not something you can take for granted. Then you go Texas Tech and 14th-ranked Baylor. A lot of people are, in the, are under the assumption, hey, if we split and we go one-on-one here, that's big. K-State can win on the road in Lubbock. I think they can. This team is going to continue to improve, and I know Texas Tech's got some good players. I know Pop Isaacs is playing well. Have they met Cam Carter? Have any of these guys met Cam Carter? Defensively, Cam is the best player in the Big 12. David Gasson is one of the best players in the Big 12. Kansas State is out-rebounding and out-hustling teams. That's a recipe to win games. Now, we're fortunate to get Baylor at home to start the season off. So Baylor has to come to Manhattan. Rather than go to Baylor where the court cam is 50,000 feet in the sky, I mean, we're watching an overhead view of a field. You know, I'm up in the coach's booth watching this game. But with K-State, you got to beat Texas Tech. I'm not saying that Texas Tech is a bad team by any means. They're a great team. They're 2-0. They're going to be an NCAA tournament team. And they're kind of a dark horse in the Big 12 Conference. If you win this game, that is massive for the confidence of your team. And thankfully for K-State, you're coming off two big wins. I don't know if like, big wins is subjective, but you're coming off two wins in the Big 12 Conference. That gives you a lot of confidence. If you can find a road win at Texas Tech, that would be massive for your standards. Because let's, let's look at it. I know it's early, but... There's three teams tied for the league lead. I know we're only two games in, but K-State, Baylor, and Texas Tech. This game's going to matter at the end of the year. Both these two games are going to matter at the end of the year. Every game matters in Big 12 play, but shoot, people are hoping for 1-1. One and one. I'm looking for 2-0. and oh. If you can find a way to go 2-0, and oh, start off 4-0 and oh out of the gates, that's massive. That is huge. Then you get Oklahoma State. We're all wearing lavenders for that. That's in Manhattan. That'll be a great game. Iowa State, that game's in Ames. Hilton has that magic, man. They beat Houston. They're going to beat everybody. I hope K-State can figure it out because K-State somehow... Some, just as a team defies logic. When you expect them to lose, they win. When you expect them to win, they make it close. Like That's where we're at right now. Then you have that gauntlet started of second-ranked Houston in Houston, ninth-ranked Oklahoma, that's in Manhattan, back to Oklahoma State. Then you take on KU, that's in Manhattan, 18th-ranked BYU. Then you get TCU, who should be ranked in the top 25 after this week, I would imagine. Texas, who should drop out of the rankings after this week. BYU, West Virginia, Cincinnati, Kansas, Iowa State. Like Each of these games is going to matter. But if you can beat Baylor at home, if you can beat Texas Tech on the road, those are two massive wins for you. And I think K-State has a chance. I know nobody else seems to outside of like K-State fans, but this team has the ability. Cam Carter can be a first-team All-Big 12 player. If he hasn't already shown you that, I don't know what to tell you. Will McNair is being one of the best rebounders. David Gasson's one of the best rebounders in the league. Arthur Kaluma, same thing. You've got two guys in Arthur Kaluma and Cam Carter who are juniors, who are really, really good in showing their NBA players. Tyler Perry at point guard, I know he struggled, but he's got the ability to snap it all together in an instant. He takes one three and the guy's locked in. K-State has a chance. So 
This weekend will tell us a lot about the program, and I cannot wait to talk to you about it next week on the Everything Ema podcast. But I appreciate each and every one of you tuning in each week and listening. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day wherever you're at. Hope you're staying warm. Hope you're staying safe. Have a good day. I will talk to you here soon. Go Cats.